Thank you for tuning in to Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast, a show that's real, raw, and rough. We talk about life, sports, kids, money, relationships, you name it, we got it. So come on in, grab a seat on the couch, and let's get this show started. Talent check, one, two, one, two, talent check, one, two, one, two. I'm here. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, man, woman, child, or beast. Ladies and gentlemen, the crew is back together. The trifecta is back to one. The triangle offense is real. Hey, Scotty. We are back with another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch. To my right. I'm going to the right this time. Who we got to the right? You got Mr. Prez. Glad to be back, man. Prez back in the building over here to the left. The guy who works behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, Exec P. Talk to him. What's going on, Exec P, man? I'm back. I'm, I'm Exec P as we speak. He over here setting up some little weird camera that I ain't even seen. That boy got so many angles. I guarantee you, I mean, I know he's married because I bet they got a hell of a collection of these damn cameras he got up in here, man. I'll be storing this stuff in some I, of the Yeah, I'll be feeling uncomfortable, man. All these angles he be trying hey, to Hey, you get. always got leverage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you got video. <laughs> I guess so, but we're going to get away from that because I like Miss Fred way too much to get into the yeah, thoughts. Yeah, get the thoughts out your mind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. Get the thoughts out your mind. No. No. <laughs> she is a homemaker and a baker. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, she's great. I don't even know where we're going. I, I, got, I got nothing else to say. It's change. awkward. It's awkward. I, I know. Let's just change direction. It's awkward. Hey. You seen the world of sports? No, I'm just playing. Hey, so, man, we got a lot to get to, man. The sports world been giving you great nuggets, and we definitely going to hit them. We're going to go anywhere from between Cap, um, the Lakers, um, how bad the Buccaneers are, uh, the Raiders, how, the surprising Raiders. I mean, it's so Surprise to who? To every damn body. No, not to every damn body. Oh. We've been here. We knew we was going to come here. Y'all know I'm back. Hey, y'all going to stop this disrespect. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> before before we get into too much shenanigans, hey, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. Give us five stars, comment. That's the only way we're going to rise in the rankings. LSS. You know? So, hey, you, you got to do what you got to do. As far as any other podcast, we all we ask is that you share our podcast to somebody else. I don't care if you do it publicly or you do it behind the scenes. No, all I ask is that. Yeah, publicly is cool. Put you it know, out there. Put it out there. That's yeah. cool. And if you don't share it. That's trash. Because that's just hating for no reason, man. So we appreciate y'all. So look, let's get right into this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, is Cap back? Is Colin Kaepernick Back in the league. Cash, I'm going to throw this over to you. Man, he's not back in the league at all. Um, it was, uh, let's let's start it out here. Like we said, like I said last week, the timing of everything was just absolutely last minute uh, with the trade deadline. But what I will say, what I didn't say last week is if you get an opportunity and that's where you really want to be with that job, then you go take that opportunity no matter what the circumstances are. However, comma, this man is already rich. I know he's been through a lot with the NFL. So there's a lot of different factors that was going into this last minute uh, workout, so to speak. You know, let, let me catch some of our listeners up because maybe they've, just in case you've been living under a rock, Kyle oh, Kaepernick has been out of the league for three years due to some controversy. Some people saying he's being blackballed or blacklisted or 
uh, blackish, whatever they want to call it. He kicked out the league. That's Basically. what he got. He got kicked out the league. And he was kicked out because, you know, he, he kneeled um, during the national anthem. But three years later, he finally got a tryout again. But his tryout wasn't on a typical tryout day. It was on a Saturday with NFL teams having games on Sunday. So some people some people said, like, is this even a real, a real tryout? So when they said that, Stephen A. Smith – had his a lot of comments. And the reason why he made comments, Perez, is because at the last minute, the, the tryout was changed from the Atlanta Falcon training facility. Uh-huh. And he went to a local high school in California. And I believe Stephen A. Smith just basically was saying, like, hey, this man didn't want to play. He was putting on a show and charades. And everybody was saying, well, why did he move it? Blah, 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 blah. Find out a day or two later. The reason why he moved it, because the NFL was trying to get him to sign some paperwork that basically nobody could film it. That basically they they if he got hurt this and that would happen so they actually they were trying to take away his rights so I honestly I can't blame him for moving it so Prez you you love football what would you say is the outcome of this how do you think this story ends so so uh, speak on that last little portion first okay I'll jump on that little portion first when you talking about Stephen A Smith and the way that Cap moved this uh thing around. We're not privy to all the things that Cap is previewed to, so we ain't got the luxury of certain things. But I know when I go try for a job interview, I'm on their terms. True. It's, it's, it's their terms. It's as like simple as got, that. He got, he got a little bit more notoriety. He commanded something a little bit different. But I can see where people were going and where they were thinking, like, well, what what's this going on? Like, is he really trying to do it? Because nobody else can just come up there and command. Unless you came out just like – Stanford, number one uh, grad. You had all these accolades, all this signing behind. You ain't coming out just commanding and changing no situation like that. But somebody who hasn't been in the league for three years, he was also all of a sudden demanding a lot. But you got to understand where he coming from, man. After He coming from like a person that ain't got no job right now. Yeah, really, yeah. after being white-balled and all that stuff, like you can't really humble blame yourself. him. You can't really blame him for being humble. Like, it's, But you got to pick a side at, at a certain point. I believe Cap has to pick a side. So did he do it for the the just to get back at him or just to expose all of the things that the NFL was trying to do? So I don't know if you uh, saw when uh, Stephen A. Smith was pulling out the contracts that they apparently were having issues over uh, the differences. And it was like one paragraph, which wasn't a significant paragraph. But then you go on a few days later and I'm ha- that's why I'm happy. That's why we're doing it now, because those knee jerk reactions the video that uh, Stephen A. Smith put out hours after the uh, the workout. This is why you have to fall back and wait and see some time, and you can't always be the first one to the action. And I think that was Stephen A. Smith's problem. He had to be the first one to say something, yep. and then he had he thought what he had was all the facts. But it seems like he's believing the NFL more so yep. than Cap, based on what Cap did. Now, what Cap did to me. I don't know what he was trying to prove, in my opinion, like with saying, you know, don't be scared. Stephen A. Smith, if you look at it, if we want to talk about the the evolution of an anchor, there was a time I was, he was one of my favorite people to listen to. I actually, I would listen to his podcast. I used to like the way he, his viewpoint on sports. Whereas in now, he just yells. Yeah. Yeah. And he's lost a lot of his mojo as far as, he lost to me some of the credibility part of it because I think he thinks he's like the LeBron James of sportcasting, and you're you're really not. 
So, so like, well, I, what, I, what, I, I think where he came in wrong at on there was a little bit was just like uh, controversy. That's what he does. He builds off the little controversy, and he got a lot of inside knowledge. He got a lot of people that he know within the industry, right? And I think he still think that that is leverage, but I think they're using that as more leverage uh, against him. They're using him, and he become a pawn of their situation. Same with the Kawhi Leonard and all that whole little deal. He was just sure about all this little, little deal that who was going here. He was sure about KD going to the Knicks and all this stuff. And look how that situation turned on it. So I think like a lot of that stuff when when we talk about these analysts and stuff, I'm a little bit more apt to hear like or listen to somebody that's a little bit more lower lower level analyst because they come at it with a better frame of mind than these bigger. Uh, New, these big name makers, yeah, yeah, big name makers. And then with Stephen A, like with me, man, I think what came off wrong was like he almost was, I won't say excited, but the the, the picture painted was like he was couldn't wait to get after being the first one to be at the story, and then it almost was like he was applauding the fact that Cap won't have a job at this point, yeah. you know. And with him, it's a gift and a curse. Is it one of those things to where, and, and I'm just speaking on Stephen A. is in regards to, okay, you've heard him long enough. He's always been loud. He's always been rambunctious. That's why I was saying I, I beg to differ with you, Hub, because he's always been this way. Like, how how long has he not been yelling at the top of his well, lungs and, the and thing been is that now, guy? Well, he, he's always yelled, but now it's like – so, for example, I've As you've grown show, older. If, I, if yeah. I've grown older or seasoned or more wiser, um, basically with Stephen A, he's gotten this point of arrogance with it now. It's one thing when you yell at me. Like you can't tell him shit. Like now you can't tell him nothing. I've heard people call his radio show and in the most disrespectful way, don't call him. Don't don't come to me like that. I'm Stephen A. Dude, you ain't no. Calm down. Yeah. You got a receding hairline and a decent barber. Get it together. If yeah. you know LeBron like that, man, you can grow that hair back. Hey, but like, let's not spend that much time on him. Like, I think we focus on the wrong yeah, deal. Yeah. How did y'all feel about Kaepernick from what y'all saw of the little bit of tape that has been released? So yeah. I watched the I watched the whole YouTube video, and like most analysts and most other people that I've talked to this past week, you can't tell me he ain't. What do you got? What's three times thirty two ninety six quarterbacks? I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't tell me he's not one of the. Uh, uh, you know, a guy that can't be on one of those I'll teams. I take him in Tampa there. Bay right now. I know, you'll take anything in Tampa Bay. At no, quarterback, yeah. No, no more five in the so You'll take me at quarterback. Now. No, he won't go that far. So, But no, <laughs> I think that he can definitely still play. I just think that it, is, the juice, is the juice worth the squeeze on getting him on your team, knowing full well he, he ain't going to stop doing what he's doing. Like, yeah. the, yeah. the NFL isn't uh let's be fair and, and hire everybody and everybody got – that's going on there. They're a private organization. So if they say, I don't really want this drama at my job, no matter how wrong it is, like they don't, they've invited uh rape accused rapists. They've, they've, uh, you know, guys ben that have beat on, on women and, and done a whole lot of other things, uh, gotten in a whole lot of other things. And this guy's just kneeling for injustice as far as, uh, you know, with, with cops and, 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 and black folks. But, it, it, it just it doesn't balance out for me, but they a uh, team has to be willing to sacrifice that. But if he's not the starter, do you really want that on your team? And that and that's exactly. what that's what it is. And then uh, I, I just seen a video uh, earlier this week with Antonio Cromati mm-hmm. that was basically talking about the same little deal, but it ain't nobody mentioning him. Like he got blackballed, he he kneeled, and next thing you know, he out the league too. He he ain't doing all the little stuff. Antonio Cromati got twenty six kids though. 
What does that have to do with? Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. That's nice trivia info. Uh, I, I tend to think on it, but when we talk about Kaepernick, like, uh, like he's still out there just doing the same little deal. Like he seems like he's asking more for the attention. Well, it seems on the outside. I don't know what's going on, but it seems like he's reaching for the attention. Little portion is still a big part of it, and you don't want to bring that type of atmosphere, like you said, yeah. to another team, uh, especially this late in the season. Is we, we're seeing quarterbacks go down, and you see where he could fit in, but at the same time, you see right. like, how they can improve that in the draft. You well, right, you right, can, perhaps. but at the same time, the thing is with Cap, Cap has almost made himself into a martyr, a, a, a martyr, and honestly, in certain people, maybe not a positive or negative, but he's an icon for, an, for a movement. Like, he is literally a figurehead. So when you get that figurehead, he has to, has to have a certain um, demeanor about himself because he can't be the guy that's, that goes with anything because he stands up for stuff, whether that's wrong, right, or indifferent. Somebody will buy a ticket to that circus. Hey, speaking of circus, hey, was any of y'all like, when, I was like hoping that Antonio Brown was going to be one of the receivers that he was throwing to after he moved that thing. That, why that didn't happen? Man. That, <laughs> that, I mean, that it was, it's already messy. Well, that I mean, would have been, been who damn hilarious. Yeah, it's but already listen, messy. Since we're talking about comebacks, there's another comeback we want to talk about. The man Mello. Mello, hello. Man, I'm so happy for that dude. He's back man. in the league. I'm First so happy game, for Mello. He goes four for 14. Mello never missed a day. Man. Yeah, he was. He was. I, saw, I actually watched the game last night. I stayed up uh, to watch it, and you know, he, you know, for a year and a half off, he looked like he was in great shape. He was just a little rusty, and I think it'll come with time. Uh, but man, as long as they got those guys pick it up on defense, he's gonna be a liability on defense. But so, there's a lot of there's a lot of people on, in the NBA that are liabilities on defense. So. When you came the in, entire New York Knicks yeah, team. yeah, so, right. Before we came in earlier, I had wanted to hit on a point and see if you guys agree with me. So, with all of the different analysts that say, but he can't play defense, he does this, and I there's a lot of guys that cannot play defense in the NBA. Why aren't they getting that highlight? Melo has never been able to play defense, so why are they like they don't get that they're pushing that narrative so much to the point? That's the reason why he wasn't in the NBA to begin with. Like, his defense isn't that more atrocious than. Other cats on these teams that they just give and run to. So why highlight that? Like he ain't, he's not that bad of a player. He can help the Blazers. But I think it's because it took a while for Melo to take, to get his ego down. Melo, when he wasn't playing defense, still thought he should have the right to shoot 30 shots a game and half of them wasn't falling. So he wasn't so doing nothing on one end or the other. Speaking of not playing defense, did any of y'all check out them Lakers versus them Hawks? I guess, I guess we done Melo, huh? Right, right, right. No, no, we can stay on it, but you were just saying not playing defense. That was a blowout from the get-go. That was a good-ass game right there, though. Yeah, yeah, the Lakers, the Lakers are the, My best, boys looking good. the best team in the West. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Who's the best team in the East? I got to say right now, Boston Celtics. Uh, who would you say the best team in the East is? Uh, is it, no, wherever the Lakers are playing. Like, that's only, that's all I watch. When it comes to basketball, um, man, I'm tell you, I'm a little bit The best team in the East is the Miami Central. Heat. And you can't even argue with me. I can't argue with you. No, you can't. I can't argue with you. I can name you three other teams that are better than the Miami Heat. No, you can't. That will beat them in a seven-game series. You don't know that. I do know that. No. Y'all, y'all good we'll this year, but... Say it again. See, see how I'm up front with my fan? Yeah. I tell y'all, I'm, I'm very biased on that. Yeah. Why do you try to hide yours all the time? Honey? I'm not hiding it. Yeah, yes, you do. You try to sneak it in there and force people to get your opinion. Okay. It's not going to happen. Is the Miami Heat <laughs> right now in the top half of the Eastern Conference? Top half. You said there was the best. Oh, no. I'm about so, to, just let's, 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 let, watch it, Bill. Yes or no? No. And there's the bullshit. 
<laughs> they're not. They're nine and three. They're not. They're What's the Knicks record? It don't matter. The Knicks are trash. Hey, I like how you y'all moved on. What's y'all, what's y'all NFL records? Y'all teams? Five and five. Five and five. First off, let me start by saying this. I'm the one who changed. Well, we're six and four. Listen, I'm just going to say it. I'm and pushing just, now. Uh, we got a good chance of winning all these other games. Chiefs, you Chiefs think y'all winning the division? If it depends on two weeks, two weeks we play those Chiefs. If we go back out there and Max Crabs are getting four sacks, you got uh, Cleveland Farrell getting two and a half on the game. We didn't got ten sacks in the past two games. I know the teams we played. And uh, that's they, what I was about to say. But the, you got to look at the Chargers went up there. They beat Green Bay. They came out of that. We, they came out of that game, and then we end up going at. And they've been on the downhill slump since then. But hey. Hey, nothing but nothing but respect for y'all. I mean, Cincinnati Bengals ain't nobody else getting that. Like they got four sacks. That's still pretty good play in my opinion. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a legit two man race. I will I will come out of my disrespect no, it's to not. have some respect. It is a legit two man no, race not. in the West. Have you watched the Raiders though? Yes. In all honesty. Have yes. you really been watching? Have you really yes. been watching? They they're John playing Gruden really good can ball. game plan. Yes. That dude, he 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 better get like coach of the year the coach Raiders, come back or something the Raiders? like that. Like for every the, the way Raiders? everybody was talking about You're talking him. about the Raiders? Yes. That's that's Go That's on. trash. Hey, See the little remix. You can, <laughs> See the remix real quick with it. You can say what you say. Y'all team is where y'all at. But if anybody wow. watching these games, which most people are, and most people are finally coming around to like how the Raiders are building, that we were supposed to be at the bottom of this list. We were supposed to be, especially after losing Antonio Brown. And then the way that they just came back around. I'm not going to uh, Hey, do you wish I had Antonio Brown still on the team? I would like, it's talent. Like, if the talent, if he could work with the team. But I think, I don't think that his personality would ever have worked with that team. I don't think he would have. I think he thought the Rangers was going to be horrible, and that's why he acted out, and I think he kind of regrets that right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just – I don't know if he sent – he just sent out a tweet basically apologizing to Robert Kraft and the Patriots organization. I don't know how genuine that was, but it just came out of nowhere, just like the rest of his erratic tweets, but I digress. So, listen, the Raiders doing good. The NFL is very surprising. I um, How far y'all go – you know, I don't know. Y'all actually do got a shot to make the playoffs. I do. I think y'all gonna make it. I don't know. Okay. I, I there's a shot though, and that's more than I've ever said before. Yeah. So I mean, we got to take the small victories. And I'm not gonna spend all this time to just talk about the Raiders. There's been other shockers in the league. I don't think we mentioned on. So what the hell is this Atlanta thing that turned around and just just stomping on people? All of you a know sudden? they are, but you know what? It's too late. Like it's too late to catch the Saints. But still. They can they can cause some damage within that division. Well, they finna they finna lose, lose this some, week. It can move some stuff around. They finna lose this week. No, they not. <laughs> and then, they about to be on a three game win streak. And then like, uh, what do y'all think about Philip Rivers just out there throwing his uh throwing the season his, away? He throwing his starter position away. He's about to be benched somewhere. He's gonna Tyra, be up on another team somewhere. You know, I do feel like Philip Rivers is on the way out. It's man. crazy. It's just though. a lot of people who are just have underperformed, man. That's crazy though. After going, what they were thirteen and three last year, world beaters, and just to come to this is just. I mean, I don't know exactly. I'm not following the Chargers. I've never, never have. So but, don't get me the line. But I don't. What What happened? You know, I know they they missing some key defensive players. Big injuries. I, I tell you what happened. It momentum. Was, it was Cleveland Farrell. Hit him. He ain't got right sense. Uh, but <laughs> don't y'all find it a little bit ironic though that uh, Eli got pitched this year, and we may see. Philip Rivers get bitched. It's year. time. It's time for certain and guys. They came and they, they went. Everybody's not Tom you know Brady. That, you you know ain't playing you know till you're 42. Speaking of him. You know what else is interesting? Both those quarterbacks came out the same year. They, they, they swapped spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that's Tom was, Brady, though. That's ironic. That's funny. Tom, Tom ain't been looking 
like a world beater lately. Like, but he ain't have to because that defense been doing it. You keep talking about this defense, but the this, best top scoring defense in the league, brother. Yeah, Do but some research. it's not about the research, huh? Let's let's research. look at the competition. Like you, 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 the numbers thing. You kind of get too caught up in it all the time and not look at the competition. On all defense, right? it's hard to score nine touchdowns, and we at week ten. The, look at the conference they play in. I don't care the, who you the play. Competition. These same teams they play in. Have okay, do you know that they have the easiest schedule in the league? Do they? Yes. It's the NFL. No such thing. <laughs> oh my God! See, when, when you you start hitting me with the numbers, I hit you with the numbers, and then he just like yeah, nah, real yeah, yeah, dive real quick. No you know who number. got the easiest schedule in the in the NBA, NFL? NBA, NFL. Uh, I think it'd be Tampa Bay. Uh, if you think I schedule, you don't. You plumb dumb. No, no, not for y'all. Everybody who got y'all on their schedule. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy win. We we out here tossing them up. <laughs> we out here tossing up wins, man. If you want to win, put Jameis in. Hit those to your friend. Hey, but uh, don't don't we we got some visitors on the on the couch today? So don't we need to get right to them? So listen, man, we got a couple people that's gonna break down the NFC, gonna break down the AFC. I think we're gonna start off with the AFC first. So we'll be right back after a, a spot from our sponsors. So y'all stay tuned in to the couch. Cash, it's going to be a crowded couch tonight, man. We got a lot of people coming through the neighborhood. Yeah, man. We just, you know, fan appreciation or supporter appreciation night. Yeah, I like that. Appreciate the the, the, the bottom, the foundation. Yeah, man. You're nothing without the people. Now, when you talk about the bottom, how could you not talk about the Dallas Cowboys? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to look, man. Before we get into it, man, I... I I'm going to have to give them they shine, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't do this. Don't start this. I, as much as I don't, as, as an Eagle fan, I, I just don't want to give them their shine. But, hey, man, they, they win in the tough games that they need to win. Well, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, we brought back an oldie but a goodie. Somebody that I go way back like four flats. Richard Ruffin back in the building. Ruff, what's good with you, baby? What's good? Hey, I got one question, man. Uh-huh. How can you be at the bar sitting at the top? <laughs> you a trip, see? Listen, I, I can't like the Cowboys. It's just something built in me that I can't like them. So I have to make these. But you these can little... love the Bucks. But you love the Bucks. Yeah, we know the heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> it's like it's like. Listen, me and the Bucks, Rich. It's like an abusive relationship. I know I should leave, but I just love them. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about the Dallas Cowboys, Trev. Well, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. So, six and four on top of the NFC East. As a Dallas Cowboy yeah. fan, are you happy with what you have going on right now? Uh, I'm not at all, man. I, I'll be honest, man. Six and four, leading the division, quarterback leading the league in passing, uh, running back right around the I'm, I'm the top half of the pack. Uh, I'm not. Top fifteen defense? No, I'm I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if you remember uh my prediction um when we met the first time. I, I, I had us winning uh around I don't know, twelve to thirteen games, man. Uh and that's not to say that that can't still happen, but um we let some we, we let some ones that that we should have won get away from us, man. So yeah, I'm I'm not pleased at all, man. I'm not pleased at all. So, so rough. Uh, you mentioned the, the two areas in which I wanted to address as well as you know watching you guys' games because I have to keep up as an Eagles fan on what you guys are doing. You know, I don't know if my scouting helps, but uh, but anyway, man, you mentioned the defense, and then uh, you know, you guys were pretty solid defense last year as far as uh, statistically. And this year, you slipped uh quite a bit, and then also you mentioned uh Zeke being right around that that uh 
that threshold for still being a, a really good running back, but it ain't the Zeke that we're used to seeing. Yeah, it's not at all. So how do you not feel about those uh, those two different parts of your team and, and moving forward against some of the upper echelon uh, guys in the NFC? With Zeke, man, um, I kind of think, uh, I mean, and it's, we're 10 weeks in, so you can't really call it a late start, but I, I really feel like uh, uh, his missed time, man, during the preseason is, is, is really taking toll on him now. But as far as that defense, man, I just don't have the answers, bro. I don't, I don't have, the, I really don't have the answers, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. I wish I did, but it, it's, it, it's a shocker to me, man. It almost seemed like that dynamic duo y'all had of the Wolf Hunter and Jalen. I don't care how bad I hurt my knee, Smith. I'm still gonna be good. Has they truly yeah. regressed? And Demarcus Lawrence is the example of the kid who took his ball and went home. He took that check, and I ain't seen. Has he? <laughs> Have you seen him in a Cowboy game yet? Or has he made a difference in anything? And the question is, uh, are the Cowboys good? Or is the NFC East just that bad this season? Hey, I'm going I'm to I'm say the NFC East is just that bad. Yeah, I think it's the worst division that, in the NFC, yeah. man. Uh, uh, yeah, no thoughts about it. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I mean, stats don't lie. That is the worst division in all. Uh, and in years past, it's been the most competitive. So uh, you kind of look for nobody to really run away with the division. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's probably the worst division in the NFC. I'll give you that. I'll so, definitely give you that, man. And, and I really don't have the answers for it. I really don't. So, Ruff, I got the, I got the faith that we're the Eagles were going to catch you guys because the, the latter half, after we get done with Seattle, if, if we beat Seattle, which is – you know, that's going to be another tough game there. Big if. Yeah, it's a big if. It's yeah. a big if the way we're, the way we're uh, looking and our receivers being out. So, so if, say, we, we win that game and, you know, we're both uh, – who do you guys have up uh, this week? Let me look it up. New England, man. You have I'm New England. I'm looking for things to stay the same after Sunday, man. I'm, I'm looking for y'all to take a loss to Seattle. And I really don't feel good about our chances going up in New England. Um, Even getting some help back on the offensive line. So uh, even with how we looked I against them, say, we didn't we didn't have a formidable offense at all, and and they only scored seventeen and didn't score an offensive touchdown, except for you know with you know a, a wide receiver throwing it. So they had to use a trick play. So I mean, we all know we all know New England's a different team at home than they are on the road. I really don't care what kind of team they bring in, what kind of issues they have. It's just it's a different world when you go into Foxborough to play football. So you know. Y'all let one get away, man. I, I feel like that's the game, man. I, I actually had y'all winning that game, man. But uh, yeah, y'all, y'all really let one get away. If we can go up there and come out with a victory, uh, kudos, man. But uh, that's a tough place to play, man. One of the toughest places to play in the league for years now. So we'll see. So do you? One last question before I, I turn it over to HUD. Do you have any like uh, issues with? The, the, the teams that you guys are beating are the teams that you fully expect to beat. But the teams that you're losing yeah. to are actually teams that are, you know, competitive-wise on your level or or better. So do you have any issues with not have? I don't know. I'm looking at you guys' schedule, and I'm not looking at a real signature win to where, oh, okay, you guys went to this location or, or these guys came to your house and you beat them. Would New England be that game for you this season? 
that I, I, I really do feel like this would be a measuring stick. This will really let me know where we are as a team. I mean, uh, back in week four, you know, we lost to the Saints. I mean, granted, they didn't have Drew Brees, but, I mean, they were still a pretty good Saints team, and we lost 10 to 12. Uh, the first half of the Green Bay game wasn't, you know, what I expected it to be, but, you know, we showed some fight in the second half and, and really almost came back to win that, but, uh, yeah, as far as the schedule goes, no, we don't have any signature wins. I mean, those two wins against the Giants, you know, the Redskins, the Dolphins, those are games we were supposed to win. Uh, even the Jets game, man, disappointing. We we kind of let that one get away, man. You, you know, you made a point earlier when you said that Zeke didn't play early and that's kind of hurting him. And I feel like right now Zeke just kind of got through his preseason. Even though we're in week 10, I think – Excuse me, I think like right now you're seeing the Zeke that they're starting that they were expecting to get when they gave him the Brinks truck of money. But even with yeah. Zeke, I feel like this Dallas Cowboy team is not good enough to play mistake-free football. And when you're a game ahead, you have to play mistake-free football. A positive for mm -hmm. the Dallas Cowboys to me is that the rest of the division is just that bad. So there's some you yeah. guys can lose three games. And still be in it because it's almost a guarantee that Walker Tumi is going to walk into at least another one or two losses for the Eagles. So the question becomes, yeah. does the Cowboys have enough to win the division? Because they, I believe you have a shot, but winning division can't be the goal. Will they get outside of the first round? Now, if you ask Rodrigo, the answer is, oh, hell no. But you're the, yeah. cow, you're the Cowboy expert. What you got? Uh. <clears throat> Like I told you before, man, the only person that can hold this team back is Jason Garrett. Uh, and the coaching staff, man, it's, it's, it's been some questionable coaching these past couple weeks, questionable calls, you know, as far as the play calling goes, too. So uh, we're not just going to – we ain't going to throw that out the window. But even with this Detroit game, man, uh, the, offense is, the offense is really clicking, even with Zeke not being his best. Um, we had over 500 yards of offense against – against Detroit, man, but we gave up 27. So, yeah, giving up 27 points to a, 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 a Driscoll-led Detroit Lions team uh, in a game that you should clearly, man, hands down, they should have just run away with that game. No, I, I really feel, I feel confident with us taking this division because, you know, as we mentioned earlier, it's one of the weakest in the NFC, but us getting out of the first round, no, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm a realist. I really don't see it. I really don't see it. The NFC, the NFC East, the NFC alone is, is is a tough. We we may have an eleven win team in the NFC that may miss the playoffs, man. So that kind of lets you know what kind of team we should look forward to playing if we were to win the division and and, and uh uh go on to play a first round playoff game, man. I I just I don't feel confident, man. I really don't. Precisely, I and, really and, don't. And, and rough. And going back to. You know, the preseason and everybody wanting their money. Zeke got his, but Dak has yet to get his. Do you feel like even though he's putting up these, uh, I won't say MVP-like numbers because the team isn't, the record isn't matching uh, in order to put him really firmly in that conversation. However, he the numbers are there. But like we said earlier, it's not against the elite competition. It's not against the best teams in the league. And the Cowboys are, are winning games they should, losing games they shouldn't. And honestly, struggling with teams that, honestly, this last year's Cowboys team would wipe the floor with. Yeah, yeah. And the sad part is, and here's, here's the problem with it. Does he get his money? That is, does he get his money is my first, the first question that I'll start now. Dak needs to be paid, man. 
And even though we haven't won these games against teams that we have supposed to win, I mean, even look at the Green Bay game, man. He went over 400. Yeah. Against that Minnesota defense, man. After 397, almost 400. So he's not the problem. Yeah, he, he deserves to get paid. He's the reason why you got six wins, in my opinion. Like, He's carried the lion's he, share. He deserves to get paid, but does he deserve $40 million? That's what the real he, question becomes. I don't know, man. That's that's a tough question because if you give him $40 million, does he fall under that Demarcus Lawrence, Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, these guys have got paid and laid down, in my opinion, man. Does he fall Does he fall under that? Under that list, man. That's why it's, it's so tough, man, making these decisions to give guys this kind of money, man, because you just don't know if they're going to be the same player. Players are different when they're hungry versus when you feed them and they eat them. Ruff, let's take a tour around yeah. the NFC. Let's go. Let's start off with the NFC North. What do you see happening that you got the Vikings, you got the Packers, you got the Lions, and you have the Bears? Who, oh, they've been so bad, people forget, I even forget they was in existence. So what you got going on in the NFC yeah. North? Uh... That it doesn't look as shitty as the NFC East does, but that's another two horse race, man. Uh, Green Bay, Minnesota. Uh, I want to say Green Bay leads by what, like a game? Yeah, uh, just a re- game. Re- really can't call it, man. I, I don't know what the remaining schedule looks like, but you know, for both of those teams. But I don't know. I, I probably have to take. Uh, I probably have to take Aaron Rodgers, man. They the Packers are that new coach they got, man. Um, he, he he really got them looking real good, man. I, I probably would like them to win that division, man, and, and Minnesota to sneak in on a wild card. And that's one of those games I was talking about about Dallas. Yeah, I you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. It may be an 11, 12, 13 win wild card team you playing. You know and what that's I mean? the so scary that's part. A so wild card team could be probably one of the better teams in the NFC. And that's yeah. what the Cowboys would have to face. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. about so, the yeah, West? I, I like Green Bay to, to, to uh, you know, when all the smoke settles, I like Green Bay to be, to be the NFC North champion. Shoot, what about out West being that that's a two-dog race as well? Ooh, that's another one, man. Uh, I would have to uh, – defense travels, man. So, uh, you know, despite what the remaining schedules look like, I, 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 I probably would give that to Seth Brand. I would probably mm, get out of camp, right? but Seattle look, I, I, look great, too. On first off, I agree. <laughs> defense travels, but... Hey, and did Houston make that mistake? And I know we ain't talking about the AFC, but did Houston make a mistake with letting, letting, letting the wrong, clown, letting the wrong one go? Because Clowney has it's that clowning. Seattle defense on a whole different... That game against San Fran, he single-handedly altered destroyed it. and altered the yeah. football game. So when you say defense yeah. travels, I agree, but... Yeah. You got a defense, and you got a guy who is the who is the to me the second runner for Heisman. I mean, not for Heisman for the NFL MVP <laughs> award. That's how good it is. This should be yeah. Heisman and Russell Wilson. Yeah. I I, uh, I find it hard to go against them Seahawks, man. I do, I do. It, it, it's that's another one that you just can't really call, man. I, I think they lead San Fran leads by like a game, man. So that's that's a real tight race, man. Yeah, my pick to win the West would probably be the Forty Nine. Seattle in on a wild card. I mean that that just that just goes to show you how tough again the you, NFC is. You may have two yeah. wild card teams with at least eleven to twelve wins. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I've ever witnessed that in all my years of watching football. Not at all. Not at all. 
Well, and then outside, uh, south, of course, you got the Saints. I don't think uh, anybody else. So is. you got the Saints, <laughs> you got the Falcons, you got the um, who else in there? I mean, we could talk the about Panthers, it. and you got the team that's about to turn the whole NFL upside down and go on a, a ten game win streak. Yo, what about <laughs> what about Cam Newton? What about Cam Newton coming there? I heard some rumblings of that, and uh, him pairing him up with uh, you know Bruce Arians. Because that boy got to go. Jameis got to go. Jameis Winston is horrible. He definitely got to go. He definitely has to go, man. And I Jameis don't understand definitely. how he keeps throwing all these picks, but everybody keeps making an excuse for him. Like, the receivers let him down. He the colorblind. Let him he got to be colorblind because he keeps throwing to the other team. I, I'm not sure what's Dude. happening. It's it's an, enough chances. Or, you know, it's up, man. The jig is up. He got to go, man. It's bad. If you would have asked this question uh, maybe three weeks ago about the time, man, I really thought Carolina had a real shot at challenging New Orleans uh, to take this division. But, uh, man, these last two weeks have been rough. And that's another and guy. I live, I've, I've witnessed it firsthand. Yeah, these last two weeks have been rough with, uh, on Kyle Allen. Yeah. I'm not even sure if, if, Cam, if, if, if Cam Newton's done in Charlotte. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Everybody was on the uh, Kyle Allen train. Oh, and now and now Kyle Allen is like he don't realize. Oh, this the NFL. The tape. The tape don't lie. When they get tape on you in the NFL, people fail to realize they pay these coaches millions of dollars to analyze everything you do. Mm -hmm. But and it don't phone for them to catch up with you. And that's yeah, what that's, that's what makes the Aaron Rodgers and the Drew Breeses the elite quarterbacks because they continue yes, to dominate. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So we went to the north. Yeah. We went to the west. We went to the south, and we we started in the east. So, mm-hmm. Russ, who comes out of the NFC? Before we let you go, we got to know who comes out of the NFC, and why. I would have to go with the Saints, man. I would have to go to New. I would have to go with New Orleans. I think that loss against Atlanta last last week was uh even though we may not agree I, I think that was a good loss for them to kind of you know sit down and regroup and kind of get back on track with their winning ways but as close as they came last year and, and with the way that game ended against the Rams man I just think they're on a mission uh I think that alone and you have, you know, one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFC in, in, in Drew Brees. And Sean Payton, you know, with his offensive mindset. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Saints. I like the Saints to come out of the NFC. So you got the Saints that it is what it is. We're going to write it down, chalk it down, and we, we're probably going to have you back to find out how wrong or right you were. Um, Dallas, okay. I I actually got Dallas making it to the playoffs because I think uh, Carson Wentz lets the Eagles down. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kay. No, no, he's he's been letting me down. Uh, of course, man. I I, I don't want to give him excuses. I, I feel like the great quarterbacks make the average receivers better. And yeah. for, for all the drops and all the Algalore jokes, he misses a lot of easy reads, in my opinion. That the elite quarterbacks make so. I can't really give him a, hey, you know, you have no deep threat. You have uh, Alshon Jeffrey is always in and out the uh, the lineup. You got to make the guys that are there better by making accurate throws. And he's just not doing that this year. I feel like he's just – he hasn't stepped his game up. So, unless something drastically changed, I mean, I think the division is the Cowboys to win. But, uh, you know, Seattle's coming to town. We have two big games. And, you know, we lost the first one. We'll see. We'll see, but uh, yeah, y'all not making it. Well, rough man, we thank you for coming and sitting <laughs> you on the couch. You damn sure ain't making it. Uh, what? You ain't you ain't been making it since week five. 
We are rebuilding our team. Okay, Jalen Hurts will be hey, Buccaneer. Hey, sure. Ruff, we done had about twelve podcasts, and we ain't talk about <laughs> the Bucks since the first one in that's August. What, that's what we're gonna do, y'all. We finna sit here and we finna jump on jump on Tampa. Huh? Hey, Ruff, easy Ruff, to kick a team Ruff, when they down. We appreciate you, man. We uh, we definitely love to have you back Always again, right ready. around playoff time, and you know, Always uh, you know, bad luck to you, you know, uh, <laughs> bad luck to you. Hey, Ruff, appreciate hey, you, bro. bro. Hey, it's been a pleasure, man. Anytime, man. I look forward, y'all. Just left the NFC, and now it's time to go to the AFC. But when I go to the AFC, something comes to my mind. I'm not even going to play this song. I'm going to play the, the, I'm gonna see if I can do the sound effect with my mouth. It's, what happened to that boy? What happened to that boy? I told y'all fuckers Lamar was going to be good, boy. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. Because I think if the AFC is going to be talked about, it has to be talk started and started evaluated with the ASC. And to talk about the ASC, we got the rich homie Quan. <laughs> Quan, what, what's good, baby? Hey, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Ain't nothing, man, ain't nothing, man. We've been, uh, we've been talking about getting you back on, man, so you can you champion your MVP candidate and, and you guys being off to such a hot start. So how you feel Wait about it, man? I mean, wait a minute. I, I didn't hear you too correctly. You said who was an MVP candidate? I'm sorry. <sighs> Lamar, Lamar Action Jackson. Jackson. Lamar <laughs> Action Jackson. The dude who rocking Oakley's on the sideline. I thought that was the glass we get with deployed. You know them glasses they used to give us the X-Wally? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know, they call him Lamarvelous, Lamarkable. Uh, uh, I've heard him as Houdini. I've heard him as Lamar Magic Jackson. You know, you've known him as Action Jackson, but there's a lot of nicknames out there, man, but we just call him the newest MVP of this year. You know what I'm saying? So, so might as well crown that. Let's just let's just start here. Are yeah. you surprised that the Ravens are doing as good as they are? I'm gonna be 100 percent with y'all boys now. Y'all brought me on here last time, and I said I said we was gonna lose two to four games. Stop! Right? Stop! Stop! Right two. there! Stop! Right there! You put it as individual, <laughs> and you said I. I'm gonna need you to correct it and say. Me and Hadrico, because I was with you, brother. But go ahead. I'm gonna let you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the interjection. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't expect us to be this damn good. I'm gonna be not this good this fast. You know, I was like, all right, year three, we're gonna be cooking like this. But um, it's something about that time where I want y'all to rewind back to when that man sat in that room, and you imagine being such the talk of the college team, yo, and you're the last person in the room. And you thinking that they're going to give you the call tomorrow. And TV screens all on you, man. You know what I'm saying? And when, and when my man Ozzy called up and got that dude, you know Ozzy knew what was going on. And that's the man that you really got to give props to. The Ravens are incredible because of the organization. I say three things makes the perfect system formula for a team. A great owner, a great coach, and a great organization. And like I say, man, I think my, my team has been blessed to have that. And Ozzy, yo, when he hit Lamar with it, man, yo, I mean, that's what he has on his shoulder. You wonder why he's so good now so quick is because he hears stuff like that. Well, you can't pass. What well, he came into Miami. What he do in Miami? You know what I'm saying? He passed. I mean, it's just like what in Miami, you know, he had his whole thing on that. Threw 324 yards, five touchdowns. Oh, it's just Miami. Okay, cool. So then, you know, he did it on the Cardinals. He had 272 yards. And then he did it on a lot of other teams. You know, they're like, oh, well, they're whack too, bro. It's just like, what the thing is, is like, 
the touchdowns that he's racking up, people are expecting him to be this true pocket passer to always be dazzling in the pocket. But when he's throwing the ball, he's getting the job done. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Who and, who cares? Isn't it? Isn't it? Who cares? Who cares how he's scoring? As long as he's scoring, and then while he's running, he's not taking those big hits either. You know what I mean? And he he looks like right. he's built. Uh, you know, previous runners like Mike Vick, they were kind of light right. in the ass as far as when they would Yo, take I'm, those hits. But he's he's over two thousand yards passing, bro. Well, and he's this yeah. is his first full season. Right. You know what I'm he came in. The, he came in the game last year, week six. So you know he put on weight and uh. You know, now I guess everybody, you know, all the haters can stop hating, you know. Mr. Brett, you can stop hating on my man. Hey, right look, now. I just wasn't sold. Uh, the, the same way the same no, way no, you no. you didn't think you didn't think y'all were gonna be that good and I didn't I think knew. he was gonna make the leap. No, I, I, I knew he was gonna be good. No, I'm talking about you ain't know he was gonna be good. Y'all both mean to tell me y'all thought he was gonna be an MVP candidate I knew. this year. Listen, I knew it came to be a dream. Come on now. An MVP just, candidate this year. It's 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 so much more. It's when you have a guy that's special, you have the right people around him to build him up. The team loves him, the city loves him, yo. And the fact that he just like, who cares? Work harder, like he wears stuff like that. Like it's just attitude, man. And that's what makes the team so complete. But here's what he I want to say. Here's what I want to tell you. Let me write off okay. a few stats here. He has three thousand forty-six yards. And Russell Wilson has 2,993, 26 touchdowns right. for Wilson, 25 total for Jackson. Seven interceptions for Wilson, nine for Jackson. So the QBR, you know, Wilson has a uh, number one and Jackson has a number three, and they're both at eight and two. So okay. right now for me, the push absolutely has to go to Lamar being that he beat, uh, you know, uh, undefeated uh, New England team at the time. And, and there's just the signature wins that he has over the course of the season and the way he's doing it. Uh, we're we'll, we'll, we going to switch gears here and, and just kind of get your take on the landscape in the AFC and, and where you see, uh, of course, your team and, and every other team that's in the playoff race finishing. Well, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, and it's not me being biased, and I don't have to be, but uh, we're finishing number one in the AFC. I got us finishing number one in the NFL. That's just how that works. Um Prove me wrong, otherwise. So here's my only so, listen, mind you, and I, I'm a huge supporter of what you're saying with the Ravens. My only ahead. concern for them is when we get into that postseason and that type of pressure gets into the situation. How are they going to respond then? Do I think they can? They have enough to win and win around? I think the threshold for this team, anything less than the AFC Championship appearing in that game, is going to be a disappointing season for what you guys have done so far. But I think they can get oh, it, hands down. Now, will they right. get out of that? I think that all depends on who they play and where they play. If they're playing in Baltimore, it increases their chances. Um, but if they oh, got, yeah. if they you got seen take, our home record, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, 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 if you take record, if you take that on the road I, in the playoffs, it, it may be a harder task. Still not impossible, but just maybe a harder task. Well, hold on now, hold on now. How did Baltimore get their two Super Bowls? They Let's had to go. They went through New England. They went through New England. So hold on, even better. Hold on, hold on. They were in the wild card. So I'm here to tell y'all, gentlemen, it doesn't matter. It really, if we ran that role, we've ran through the wild card and went through the trenches twice, bro. Not once, twice, and got the Super Bowl. Now we mess around and have home field advantage in a week off. Oh my Jesus! So, so here's my oh. thing. I don't even. I really. I mean, I have you guys finishing number two in the AFC, and okay. here and here's why. I think okay. the Patriots take care of business for the rest of this season. Uh, you got them beating the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Chiefs don't look like what? the Chiefs that began the season. 
Not at all. And they're they're playing them in I, New I, England. I can't I can't I can't front. Mahomes looked a little strange to me. He looked human. But his thing, Dan Mahomes, the Patriots defense this year is unreal. This is the best defense uh, I've seen them have. But these last two games they've got more touchdowns than the Philadelphia Eagles. The last two games their defense hasn't looked like world beaters, but they are good. They are really good. So you so you think that their DBs are fast enough to run down Chiefs Legion of what do you call them, Legion of Zoom? Dude, if if they're available, the receiving core runs four three. Listen, four, if they're listen, available, well, he'll probably won't be. <laughs> I, yo, they're but fast. Bro. What what I, I, what beats speed I is understand. great scheme, bro. And Belichick, Belichick, and his crew, they can put together a scheme to slow down anything. It's a reason why the Patriots are who they are. So that's gonna be a tough game. But how yeah. you said a minute okay. ago, who do you got coming? Let's 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 let's, let's take away the up. Patriots and the and the Ravens. So that take care of the AFC East and that take care of the in the AFC North. Who do you got? What you right. got going on in AFC West? You got the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers. By the way, the Chargers have been I a complete disappointment. Every, oh, yo, dude, Rivers sucks, bro. It's sad. It's sad to see him like that. He looks like a rookie. He looks like or like just that doesn't know what he's doing. He's throwing up prayer football passes. That game was disgusting, man. Yeah, it and is like, nasty. It sucks to see that. Like such talented receivers like Keenan Allen, you got over there. Like, damn. Anywho, I got the Chiefs going. I got okay. them making it out. I, don't, I Raiders might slide that wild card, but I got Chiefs making it out. All right, you just can't. I can't sit here and just say Mahomes is going to trash it out. I just can't do that. That dude's got a cannon. He showed me in that game when they get things going, he can get it going. So we can't we can't count Mahomes all the way out yet. Let me see what it looks like after two three games. But all right, Chiefs. So you got the Chiefs out the Chiefs. West. Only thing left is the AFC South. We got the the Titans. You got the Colts. You got the Jaguars. And you got the Texans. Oh, that's easy. I got the Colts. It's like they'll get their they'll get their division. So the way I see it is, if they take their spot, then you, at least maybe the Raiders will slot in the wild card. You, I got them slot in with the Bills. You know? Yeah. You know, I the mean, Bills might the Bills might roll in that wild card too. The, Raiders, Bills, wild card. Bills are the team everybody loves to hate and expects to do nothing, but. Literally, if you think about it, the last two years, the Buffalo Bills have probably been the best surprise story in the NFL because they've been competitive. Didn't they make the playoffs last year? No, they did uh, not. Yeah. No, no, they, probably, no, they, they played did. The wild card, didn't they? The, yeah, they did. Played in the wild card. Yes, they did. Yeah, the Bills yes, made did. the playoffs last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. They You're snuck right. in, and I mean, they're poised to get in again, and they're doing right. it with non-big names. That's what makes it so yeah. much more impressive. So yeah. they're yeah, they're two players away from being nice. I'm going to ask this question because we have to ask this question. Who do you got winning the AFC and why? <laughs> oh, of course. You know, I got my purple and black, my boys. Baltimore's going to win this because it's going to go down to this one thing. And I have to say it to you fellas logically and whoever else is listening because they're like, oh, he's being biased. We just got to be healthy. And I believe that's going to happen. So, you know, we stay healthy, we win. Because when you know, when I tell you guys there is no absolute way you're completely slowing down this offense playing this way it's playing. Like from the whole cool Heisman package, there's just too many things Greg Roman is throwing at every defensive coordinator, and no one has been able to stop it. Here's why I say this. You say, well, Baltimore goes in Foxborough. Oh, 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 my God. Well, we're two and two. We beat them twice, and they beat us twice. So I don't want to hear those stats. Then they'll say, well, 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 Baltimore got to trade to the playoffs. No, we get home field advantage. No one beats us at our home game. We're dangerous in the playoffs. People have to to respect our playoff postseason record, right? Here's my last and final reason as to why. Why? 
don't my Baltimore defense look like the defense they're supposed to look like? That's why we're going to win the game. That's why. That's why. It's, it's There's no way, bro. There's no way. There's no way. Well, listen, I can no hear way. your passion. I can hear your pride. And I hope it goes that way because all this is now put on wax. And if it don't happen, boy, we're going to clown your ass. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pulling for you. Hudrico in your corner. I mean, you, you... it just makes sense, man. It just makes so much sense. We stay healthy, we win. Hey, and, and like we said last week, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, four of the, the top five MVP candidates are African-American. And that's dope. That's a dope thing to see. That's a lovely thing, man. You know, Absolutely lovely. You know, honestly, it's lovely to see anybody who can achieve it. But the fact that we have never had this happen before, and it just goes to show how far the NFL game is going. That was a couple years ago. In my lifetime, there was only one black quarterback at a time, maybe two. Now you got at yeah. least three vying for MVP. And legit. And yeah. legit. Yeah. Like these ain't like like light skinned brothers. These real African like Lamar Jackson is he's he is He's from Broward County, my friend. Pompano Beach, baby. Yeah, that Broward County part is a little disappointing. He should have been from Dade County, but we'll take it. Close <laughs> well, look, man, thank you for taking the time to come out, man. We appreciate you sitting on the couch with us, and we'll definitely have you back around playoff time. Oh, yeah, you know, best believe that, man. Hey, next time we talk, you know, my boy's going to have that home field advantage. So sit back and let them know, yo, do not come to the bank trying to get a check that you can't cash out, G. That's how we go. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, bro. All right, look, a, a financial lesson while we talk about football. Don't go to the bank with a check you can't cash. And thank you Come for on having now. me. All right, bro. Appreciate <laughs> all you. All right, homie. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, we are back and we have a special guest. See, we like to bring y'all that new stuff. You know what I'm saying? That stuff that's hot in the streets that everybody ain't got because everybody don't know about just yet. But we're trying to put y'all on. We're about to tell y'all to the next revolution. In the world of scouting. And if you don't know what scouting means, if you have a child that plays a sport, any sport, and they don't know about this app, please turn your radio dials up. We're about to put you on. Ladies and gentlemen, we have DeAndre on the line. He's coming to join the couch tonight. Y'all make some noise for DeAndre. Hey, DeAndre, how you feeling tonight? How you feeling tonight, fam? I'm feeling great. How you guys feeling? Man, not we, too bad at all. We are not too bad, man. It's, it's, it's a chilly night here in Germany, but still, we are here and we're ready to rock. And now, you're going to tell us about this magical app. I'm not going to tell the name because I don't want to take none of your thunder, but I'm just going to jump right into it. And what I want to know first, DeAndre, is how did this app and your company come about, and what exactly is your app and your company? Well, the name of the app and the company is called The Scout HQ. And the concept behind the app or how the app derived was based on my interactions with when I was a high school football coach. And during those interactions, when the recruiting process is often brought up, I noticed that a couple different issues always arise when it came to recruiting. So we decided to go ahead and, and start this app to resolve some of those issues. So this app is basically opening doors in the world of recruiting because it can be a confusing time. I can speak that from, from experience with having a 15-year-old trying to get into that recruiting world. It's so much information it's, and everybody will tell you a different way to go about it. Social media, this, that. So to have an app that's kind of the one-stop shop would be a great thing to have. But I think Cash got something for you. So I, as I was scrolling through your your Instagram and your IG, um, I, I noticed, uh, well, not and IG, but your IG primarily, I noticed that you you put uh, things out there as far as the, the schedule for kids to even notice. And as you know, having kids in high school, I didn't even know there was a schedule in a down period and a period where scouting picks up. Is that some of the things that 
you know your app points out for kids that that are that have parents that not don't necessarily know about this recruiting process that's some of the things that we touch on our social media in regards to the app we have an eligibility center which outlines uh, a lot of this stuff so it gives you a breakdown of what the student athlete needs to be even in contention for a lot of these scholarship offers um so we try to make it as as concise as possible to make it a one-stop shop because, as I stated before, uh, the common theme or common issues kept coming up, and one of those issues was not just not knowing, not knowing what to do to put their ch- their child in the best situation possible, bring through all the minutia that's out there because it is a lot of information out there. So we wanted to go ahead and put it in a compact situation to where you can access it whenever you want. So with with that having that information, having everything there is. How would an athlete use this app to maximize his or her potential? Is there a way to do that through the app? How can someone say, hey, by using the Scout, this is one of the things that I want to make sure that I'm using and tracking to help me get some some notice or notoriety? Or is there a feature on there that you may not necessarily have that mom and dad, mom and dad may not have in the Rolodex, but you can find this type of information on the app? The whole process, uh, the whole concept of the app is to give control back to the the primary parties doing the recruitment process. So that would be the college coach and the student athlete. So in order for the student athlete to be able to maximize the absolute full potential would be number one, obviously download the Scout HQ. And number two, after they register, create their profile. Put other information in that profile from their huddle video, their social to their, uh, not only their athletic accomplishments, but also their academic accomplishments. And then once that's done, going to the eligibility center to check to see, okay, am I in line or am I uh, able to actually receive a scholarship or accept a scholarship if I receive one at this time? And if not, go ahead and do the necessary steps to put you in that situation to where if someone offers you one, you can actually accept it. And see, I think that's the problem that I think a lot of people don't know. They think if they get that offer that, that is, it's just said in gold that you got it. But having those requirements is a big, is a big deal. Correct, because you have to meet the school's basic requirements in order to even accept an offer. You have to be able to actually get to the school. So what we try to do when we talk to kids is, especially when they're going into high school, we advise them to, number one, first thing you want to do is go ahead and talk to your academic advisor. See if they can go ahead and go through the NCAA core classes with you. So you know from jump what you need to do in order to be in contention for a, a scholarship. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that there's certain classes that you have to take just to qualify for the NCAA? You can't just go to high school and just take whatever class you want? Or a certain amount of classes that you have to take in various uh, subjects. So, for instance, in Division One, you have to take four years of English. You have to take three years of math. You have to take two years of a science. And then you have to take an additional year of English, math, or uh, natural or physical science. You also have to take a, two years of social sciences and foreign language. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. This is uh, Cash again. So what I'm gathering is it, it probably will behoove a parent to get with your app from, you know, mi- as early as middle school going into high school because, you know, too much time into high school, they may not ever meet these requirements, especially some of the kids that may struggle uh, with meeting those academic requirements. Don't you agree? I definitely agree. So why we put this out? 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut in and out. But no, I, I definitely agree, which is why we put this out and formatted it the way that we did. Um, there's so much information out there, and we type in NCAA, some fake websites come, in, uh, come up as well. So what we did was we linked the app directly to the NCAA's website. So instead of getting although you're in the app, it takes you directly to the NCAA's website. So you get it from the horse's mouth, not secondhand information. So let me ask you this question because, you know, every dad thinks their son is the next LeBron James or, or Lamar Jackson. Now you can say that now. So, you know, everybody thinks their child is the next this. So when they come to you guys, some of them may think, oh, it's just a formality because I know my baby going to make it. He's going to be the greatest. Do you guys have or do you plan on having anything so when an athlete says they – or say if they – kind of submit some type of footage through huddle or through whatever that somebody from your organization can kind of look at it and give that parent that no nonsense. Hey, your child is a division one prospect. Your child is a division three prospect, you know, kind of sometimes you need that hard truth. Is that something that you guys plan on offering in the future or do you currently offer? We don't currently offer it now. It's something that we're going to look into in the future. Um, as of what we could offer it now, but the reason why I want to stay away from that is, you have a lot of individuals or a lot of recruiting services out there that offer that feature. But they're not the ones that can truly evaluate you in regards to whether or not you're a D1 caliber player or a D2 caliber player. That's something that's left up to the actual college coach and recruiter. So right now we wanted to shy away from that because we don't want to put any of these kids in a box because there's a lot of kids that meet the measurable. They meet the height, they meet the weight, but they don't have the D1 effort. And there's a lot of kids that don't meet the measurables, but they have that D1 effort. And they're able to not only get on to a Division One team, but significantly impact that team as well. Um, how long has the scout been around? I know we just, this is a fairly new product, or, uh, new to the market. How long have you guys been exi- in existence? Well, we started to, to code the Scout HQ app uh, four years ago. Uh, and we haven't actually unveiled it to the masses just yet. We will be unveiling uh the week before Christmas when all the kids get ready to go on Christmas break so they actually have time to play around with it, get used to the app, and take the time to properly uh, include all the information on their profile as needed. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all heard, I don't know if y'all heard what he just said. You are getting a worldwide exclusive. This is so hot, it ain't even hit the streets yet. So before Christmas comes, you asking Santa Claus for a bike, you asking him for a toy car, you need to be asking for the Scout HQ app because that's what's going to get you the real Christmas gifts as we get down this road. So, uh, DeAndre, this prayers. So, uh, you're saying like this would be the first recruitment season that is actually going to be open. So, this be y'all first. Correct. So he already got one kid lined up with it. I'm gonna tell you what he gonna use it until he graduates from high school, and then once he get out of high school and make it somewhere, <laughs> he gonna be telling everybody that he know like, hey, I started on the scout app. You know, what I'm saying I was just a young man out in Las Vegas, but we ain't gonna get into names. <laughs> um, so let me now as we get into the app. You know, when it comes down to college football. Days of recruiting have changed. You know, back when I was in high school, you had VHS tapes and you just hope that the coach came through and saw your VHS tape. And then if he didn't see it, then you just hope he saw you at the game. Now with social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, the IG, the everything, the game has really changed. But what hasn't changed is the qualification between the different levels. What's the difference between scholarships for a Division One athlete, Division Two athlete, and Division Three? Because if I'm not mistaken, Certain divisions can't offer you an athletic scholarship. It can only be an academic. Is this correct? 
So Division One and Division Two are the only levels that can actually offer you an scholarship. Um, NAIA, but NCAA wise, it's it's only Division One and Division Two. Division Three, they can only offer a merit based or need based financial aid package, which approximately seventy five percent of student athletes that play Division Three ball um, are on one of these merit or financial based uh, need programs. But uh, Division One or Division Two, they can offer you a full ride offer, or they can offer you a partial scholarship. Okay, so getting into that, like I know one thing when you talked about the eligibility center that's on the app. One thing that I noticed when I was kind of perusing is you also have a way that you guys have listed a listed phone number for every Division One football program in the country, every Power Five. There's a phone number or some type of way of accessing that that material and like you said giving that control to the player so with that feature what is it enabled to do other than making a phone call what how else can that be beneficial to the athlete so yeah once again the the the, the app was derived to give control back to those two primary parties because they can create a profile for free in order to actually have access to the section that you're referring to what we refer to as a conference section you have to subscribe it's a monthly subscription or you can pay upfront for the and we drop that price down with that subscription, what comes with that? So if a parent's saying, well, why am I going to pay for this subscription? What are some of those bonus features that come with that that was separated from just the benefits of using the app as, as it is? The bonus feature is access that directory list that you alluded to. So what we've done, what me and my team has done, we've compiled a directory list for all Division One and Division Two schools for every sport that is on the app. And currently, there's 11 different sports on the app. So when you subscribe, you get access to that list and you can really drive your recruiting process on your own mm. rather than going to a recruiting service and paying a substantial amount of money and not knowing what they are actually doing. You can now drive it on your own. So with the directory list includes, it includes email. So you can go ahead and email the school directly. If they have a phone number listed for that particular sport, you can call directly. And because we wanted to keep the parents involved, there's a feature in which the, uh, the student athlete can send the profile of the school to the parent and they can have that school the best fit for me. Should we actively send our stuff to this school or should we exit out? That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Hey, I don't know if we touched on it. So where all will app? I know we saw it in the uh, the uh, Apple Apple store. Where, where else could we uh get the app or is it just in that in that uh apple store no the the app will be available on google play so on all android devices as well as on all apple devices making major moves out there so so far now that you've kind of got into this what have been some of your positives from it that you've seen as you know as a young entrepreneur kind of changing the game and and uh, advising or bringing something different than what you don't see in other places. What are some of the growths that you've went through? You know, give us a little bit about how this all has gone for you. It's been a process. People in general make the entrepreneurial journey seem pretty cut and dry as it's easy. It's not. I went through every single emotion trying to get this off the ground, but my my North star, so to speak, was being able to provide something, was able to interact with some of these recruiting services. And they're, they charge these kids an arm and a leg because these kids have a goal. 
and they don't know. So I felt that some of these recruiting services were taking advantage of some of these kids. So although sometimes I wanted to quit sleepless nights, my North Star was being able to provide something to for these children so they can be more viable and be, gain more exposure and possibly get an offer without having to pay an arm and a leg. Hey, DeAndre, that sounds great, man. We we are totally behind you. Um, that That's very inspiring. It's exactly what we're trying to do. So it's a lot of sleepless nights. We, I mean, I can't tell you how many kids I think this is going to help um, just really controlling the narrative and giving the power back to the people uh, with, you know, with all the social media out there. These kids can practically control their own narrative as long as they have somewhere to go. And I think uh, your app is just right now, I, I know it's, you know, about to launch, but I think it's. You're just scratching the surface of what you can do uh, with this app. And I know it's only going to get better, man. So uh, more power to you, man. We wish you the best with continuing to uh, do your thing with the app. So um, I think HUD has one last uh, thing to add I gotta, on. Listen, I gotta, listen, you get cut me off. I got a hundred questions. <laughs> um, you know, first off, one thing that I've noticed, what you just said, he made a good point when he's saying how these recruiting services will charge an arm and a leg. So. My son, his Twitter, I swear, he gets a message almost every other day from certain service that's saying, hey, let me help you get exposure. Let me help you get let me help you get uh, recruited. We have labeled you as a power five prospect and these other different things. But then it's almost like they give you this this sweet app and they say, come on in. And then as soon as you look into it, they smack you in the face with these absurd prices yeah. that's saying, oh, for just three thousand dollars, we'll make yeah, for $3,000, that's the first damn semester. I can just send them college on my own bill for that at that point. So with that, you, you know, with that, I know for you doing this is definitely going to be something that drives you through it. But when you reach that athlete or you get that kid that says, well, if I pay this money, they're saying I can do this. Uh, you know, I understand the whole power, giving them the power back. But if you had the synopsis and a saying that you said, hey, this is what makes the Scout app better than that recruiting service, what would that be? You can actually drive it yourself. That's the whole purpose of it. So instead of wondering, hey, did they email this school like they said they did? Mm. Did they contact this coach like they said they did? You can now do it yourself. And it doesn't limit you to just one school. Once you subscribe, you have access to every Division One school, every Division Two school. Oh, oh, and by the way, if you're a dual-sport athlete, you can create profiles for that other sport as what well. whatever sport you are participating in. If it's on the app, you can create a profile for it. We simply want to give the kids or these student athletes the opportunity to accomplish and achieve their goal and their dream of playing at the next level. Now, I, I and because do... you get that, you take control and you say, "Oh, it's just one of those situations to where." We're in the day and age now to where everyone wants to be able to take control of their process, regardless of what it is, whether it's sports or whether it's something else. And this app does that. We're not guaranteeing, oh, you're going to get offered. What we're saying is here, here's the information that you're not getting from these other recruiting services. These other recruiting services are saying, hey, put it in my hands, pay me, put it in my hands, I'll do it for you. So to me, that's a, that's a selling point for me alone because I'd rather work hard for myself than pray somebody else work for me. You know, before we let you go, I got one more question. And I think this is a big question because I think a lot of parents don't don't really know this. So the question I want to hit you with is, 
Everybody, of course, wants to go Division One, And I've seen kids from coaching. I've been a head varsity football coach. I've been an assistant coach. I've seen kids holding on to this Division One dream until they've walked across the stage of graduation and it still hasn't happened. I mean, there comes a time where you have to say, you know what, maybe this isn't the route that I can get to just yet. Maybe I need to go to Division Two, or maybe I need to look into Division Three. In your experience, when would you say would be that time to say, hey, Maybe I need to look at a different route. I start looking at different options. I'm a firm believer in looking at all your options from jump. Mm. So from the beginning of the process, look at all your options. Because if you just limit yourself to Division One schools, you are pretty much taking away two other divisions in which you can participate in. And with the number of kids that play, let's just say with high school football, there's over a million high school football players. And only 7.1% of those high school football players play in the NCAA. And when you break that down even further, there's only 2.8% that plays Division One. So what a lot of parents and a lot of kids get caught up in is the name of the school. But what I tell kids is you have to evaluate each school the same way these coaches are evaluating you. Mm-hmm. What majors do they offer? How is uh, the the academics for the team set up in order for you to do the best you can academically? Uh, what's their graduation rate for student athletes? Rather than getting caught up in the name, if the goal is to get to the next level, then you need to evaluate all your options and not eliminate your options from the start. What comes to mind recently is uh, uh, NFL lineman by the name of Titus Howard. Titus Howard went to Alabama State which is in the SWAT conference, and he was recruited as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He ended up transitioning to a tight end, to an offensive lineman, and became the 23rd overall pick in this past draft. But he didn't limit himself to position. He didn't, he didn't limit himself to going to the SWAT conference, and he didn't keep his eye on, well, I want to go to this school because they were ranked top 25 last year. I want to go to this school because they have the number one quarterback in the league. It, it definitely does make sense. You, you know, just got to show out. You got to show go. up and show out wherever yeah. you go because I think that's going to be the key to kind of saying what you end up doing. And they will find you. They will yeah, find and you. That's more than apparent. And it's easy to access all this information nowadays with, with uh, the internet, the phones, and things of that nature. But if you look back on Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald coming out of high school, he was a three-star recruit. Mm. He was considered undersized. He's 6'1", 280 pounds. But it was his effort that showed college coaches that he had that D1 capability. Khalil Mack was a two-star athlete. Ed Reed, who's now in the Hall of Fame, was a two-star athlete. Damian Lillard was a two-star athlete. The number six overall draft pick from the New York Giants this past year, Daniel Jones, had zero stars. Only had one offer from Princeton. He still ain't had zero team. stars the way he's been playing lately. But, I mean, that's, 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 it, that's it. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. We lost it. It's okay. But no, I, but what I'm saying is he was able to not only walk on the Duke, but secure the starting spot and then get drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't let what they – he didn't let what some of these uh, recruiting services labeled him as – they labeled him as a D2 player. He didn't let that label define him. He continued and showed out when he had the opportunity and showed he had that D1 effort. And that D1 effort took him to the league. 
you know, I, I promise I, I, I thought I was going to be done. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm getting naked. Listen, I'm sorry, but I, I got another question real quick. And I, pro- I promise it's cool. this will be cool. the last one. I promise. I got as much time as you need. That's what I'm talking about. At least somebody up in here, right? You know, my, my <laughs> janky old age because they kids, they're like daycare. They don't worry about all this. You know, so I got a softball. Um, <laughs> do your thing, huh? How, how do, do you thing, know? Man? the the genuineness of these other companies you know i remember i messaged you the other day i'm like hey this person here uh, said he wanted to do this and that because i don't even know i've never heard of this individual so how does one check to say hey this is a reputable source when they're saying hey we would like to see you at this combine or this and that and this other stuff how do you know or how can you gauge the genuine interest of somebody wanting to help compared to somebody who's looking for a payday research 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 if they're looking you up they're trying to get you to sign up for their service, but you're going to pay. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you brought up there's there's uh, a particular company that reaches out to to you, or reaches out to your son, and when you get on there, they're charging three thousand dollars. They're seeking you out, but you're going to pay. So the best way to go about it is to research the company, go online, let's see what their reviews are. And let's see if they're charging for their service and what that charge is, because that's how that's how they get a lot of kids and a lot of parents to to give up a large amount of money. See, because, hey, I can offer you this or I can offer you that. And we classified you as a D1 caliber player. But how are you classifying an athlete or a student athlete as a D1 caliber player? And you don't coach for a D1 program. Uh, that makes sense. No one. <laughs> No one can truly say who's a D1 player except for a D1 coach. And he's going to tell you who's a D1 player by offering that. That's a true story. Well, look, man, I want to say, first off, here on DSC, man, we really support you and what you got going on. I can't wait for the the official unveil of what I think is going to be a groundbreaking app. Um, I'm proud of you, what you've done. I know it's been a long journey. I know it may not necessarily mean a whole bag of bricks to you, but good on you. When we actually unveil everything and uh, people can really see the true capability of the app. I've been able to kind of just tell everybody that I've known about it. Um, I'm trying to see if I can get certain individuals to put it out at certain places um, because I think it's with the school like that, they get so many of those kids who get this stuff going on to kind of give them that power is amazing. I myself have made phone calls to schools just because I've had the accessibility on the app that for phone numbers that I didn't know, you know, you don't you don't naturally know. If somebody said, hey, hey, Frank, you are Auburn friend, Perez. How do you call Auburn football office? You say, um, uh, you're going to look them up in the phone book. Yeah. And, you know, you got to hope that you don't get some <laughs> other number. But the numbers that I've called off this app have been directly to the football office. Like this ain't that, you know, the bookstore and the library on cross campus. It's been directly to these places. So I can truly vouch for it that this app is the app to have. So if you're going to sit here and waste your time with other stuff, let's stop wasting time and get the real time. The real time is the Scout HQ. Anything else you want to give out to everybody before we let you go, Chief? No, I, I just want to thank you guys for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I, I just need you to remember when you get big and all famous and like filthy, filthy rich, just remember us, you know, when we be like, hey, we need another interview. You know, don't be getting all brand new because you got an assistant, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it definitely won't happen. Well, look, man, we appreciate you for coming on the couch. We thank you for yeah, your for time. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and man. Y'all, please, Apple Store, Google Play, the HQ Scout app. 
Um, the Scout app HQ, excuse me, the Scout app HQ. Y'all make sure y'all go hit that up and get it in there. If you got kids that's playing sports, middle school, on or up, no matter what sport, they got 11 different sports. They got unlimited access to schools, and they got the information that you need, eligibility, what you need to do, what you can't do. It is the app for you to have. And when does it go live? When, when does it go live again? DeAndre, tell, tell people one more time. So the, the plan is for it to go live the week before Christmas. Twas the week before Christmas and all through the app store. <laughs> so listen, it's coming, y'all. Just like Santa Claus is coming to town, so is this app. So y'all tune in. DeAndre, we thank you again for joining us on the couch. Thank you. You guys do the same. All right, man. Bye. We are back. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are going to the institution of college. Oh, man. Co- what happens in college? Parties, books, class. Yep. And getting your ass beat by the George Bulldogs. I mean, I mean, we do spend. So a lot okay, of time let's talk about points. how Auburn lost. Uh, we That's did. enough. We lost by they seven lost. points. Hey, but you know what can turn that around? What? Hey, we play a tour list Bama real soon. Speaking real of, soon. Speaking we of win tour, that game. Man. Everybody forgets about that. Y'all, all, listen, y'all play. Y'all gonna Bulldogs. play a tour list team. But guess what? Alabama does not rebuild. They reload. I guarantee you, the kid that's behind Tua. You mean the one that's in Oklahoma right now? No, the other one. I guarantee. I bet y'all still lose that game without Tua. Bet on that. What we betting? Hey, uh, what y'all bet? So, like I said, we're gonna wait to see this game. We're gonna play it out. Let's bring lunch at the Brick Cafe. Uh, so we're gonna play out this game. You see that? You see that, (laughs) y'all? You want to take that bet? His quarterback. No, his quarterback is terrible. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, Auburn has more wins than Tampa Bay. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but we we got onto this to get into Tua, man. First off, man, shout out and big ups and quick recovery to Tua, man, to get a dislocated hip, man. That that's, that's sad to see, man. That's what put Bo Jackson out. Yes, so that's what I like. I want to touch on like just being an avid Raiders fan. Like Bo Jackson was Auburn. Went there to uh, Oakland. That's the reason I'm an Oakland fan. So seeing this injury before through like my childhood, like how how the played effect and doing all the research on what happened to Bo, like it was originally like he had the surgery, but it got re-injured a couple years later, and then that's what damages. So like with Tua, they they was quick to get to the surgery, so they got the surgery quicker. So it, was, like, should, it should be able to get up in there and be clean, but his mobility still may be hindered, and he may don't notice some things till a year, two years later uh, that may be damaged. And But the thing that I think that Tua has over, like, this other little position was just that he's an accurate quarterback to start off with. He he can lose a little bit of that mobility. He can still be that threat in the mind, but he's an accurate quarterback. He can become a pocket passer. I think he can change his game, especially, like, before he ever get in the NFL. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, with today's technology and, you know, Bo's injury was well over 25 years ago. So I think there's some advances uh, to the type of surgery that he, he got. And, yes, it does blow his chances, but also here's the silver lining, man. We was uh, – I was just thinking about it. Like, no matter where you go, man, look at Lamar Jackson. Got drafted in, what, 28, 29? Mm-hmm. And he ended up in the best situation possible – and he's going to get that big paycheck. I think that is something that can possibly happen to Tua. He can go to a San Diego or he can he can go to a certain certain teams that already have things in the making to possibly, you know, work out in the long run. So he may fall to the end of the first round or the second round, but that may 
ultimately help him out long term. Fellas, you know my scariest thought about this whole deal has been that Tua goes up here, these teams that need him now, he can't perform, you know he's going to sit out a year, and he falls, and then I hear the New England Patriots with the 32nd pick. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, something like that is going to happen. But And like that, that, we lose Tom Brady, and then we give them a good talent that they shouldn't have. Yeah, you lose it, you lose out on millions, which that's going to hurt no matter what. But that's neither here nor there. What I wanted to talk about, and I don't mean to cut it off, was why do they have them at number five in the college football playoff ranks? This is Alabama. But it don't matter what happens. They're going. Then explain to me. Give me the scenario in which they I'm gonna go. Tell you how they go because somebody's going to lose, and when somebody loses, Alabama slides right in. No, I'm going to tell you the same reason that it happened during the BCS. It's going to happen now in this type of bowl setup. It's money. Who has the most fans, and who can bring the most money to these type of situation? Those bigger name teams are always going to get in the past. In the past, in the past, yes. The reason why it ain't gonna happen now is they have a tour list led Alabama. Alabama has, Alabama has another a, killer behind Tua, man. Okay, LSU wins the SEC. LSU might lose this week. Okay, let's let's pink. Walk, that LSU Georgia me. game, uh, that, that LSU Army game was pretty good too. Yeah, that LSU Georgia game gonna be a nice one. Walk, walk with me here. Walk with me for a second. LSU wins out. Yep. Like I said last week, Pac-12 team wins out. Ah. Pack, Pac 12 uh, Big 12. Who's the big Pac 12 team that's, that's in there? Oregon and then Big 12, of course, you have Oklahoma. 12. Okay, so first so Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's out. out of the Oklahoma's out of the out equation, of the I think. And Oregon's out of the picture. Yep. Okay, so you're going to ha- now this year, you're going to have a, t- a one loss Alabama team without Tua drop in. Like, yes, yes. They're not as good as the past. Can we agree on that? The, no. The, the past two teams that they let in when Alabama lost. Then and they weren't in the Alabama championship. Alabama just lost to, to a very good me, LSU answer football Answer my team. question. Answer my question. The last two teams that got in when Alabama was in this situation were those two teams not better than that this Alabama team now. Without Tua, you're right. And the defense. The defense is trash. Yeah. This has been Can the worst defense. Can I ask you a question? When Jalen Hurts was the quarterback, and he was good, and then he got hurt, and he got or he got pulled, and they put two in. Did you know about Tua? No. Did, did you know about Tua? Okay, you talking I'm about lightning, on, lightning in a bottle happening once. So you counting on that to continue to happen? Hold on. You said lightning in the bottle. When McElroy was Alabama's quarterback and he left and this kid named Jalen Hurts came in, did you know about Jalen But Jalen Hurts wasn't lighting it up off the back? Are you serious? He wasn't. Just because you see, this is what happened when you got 10 different college okay, football teams. No, that's not true. Jalen Hurts was killing Okay. So Alabama was, was Alabama was used to a very pocket present pocket present quarterback. quarterback. And then Jalen Hurts came in and it gave some excitement to that Alabama team and For real. everybody yes. was jumping. But on. he wasn't and killing then it like that. When he, was he never, got hurt. If he was killing it, he would have been considered he a Heisman. Got hurt candidate. And he, got he wasn't bench and Tua came in. What did Tua do? Oh, he took it to a whole nother level. Is that correct? Yes. So you mean to tell me you think that's gonna stop at Tua? Matter of fact, you just what? gave me yes, a hypothetical. Listen, I gave you a hypothetical. Listen, you didn't answer. I'm gonna tell you what y'all want y'all to do. Y'all talk about it. I'm gonna do some. Re- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you who that new quarterback for to be, and I'm gonna give you a little status on the kid. But you don't know him, so why? I'm gonna show you. I didn't know two either. I didn't know Jalen Hurts either. But you didn't answer you're my see him question. Lose either. in about a week too. You didn't answer my question either. This is why you keep continue to do. You skate out. 
I, you gave me your perfect scenario in which they should make it. I gave you the scenario in which is occurring right now. You don't know their quarterback. Yeah. Now you got to do some research. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I, I don't need to know him. I didn't know the other ones when you they came in. You don't do research on here. <laughs> so I'm cutting it right now. Next topic. Who do, who do you have coming out at the end of the – I want on record who you got in the college football playoff when it's all said and done. LSU, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. Preds? I got Auburn if they beat Alabama. Other than that, I don't care. <laughs> it's terrible, man. <laughs> terrible. It can't be held accountable if you don't answer the question. Perfect. Look, I got everybody you got except for I'm going to throw in Oregon. I disagree. Oregon's got two losses, don't they? One loss? No, just one. So who, who do you got sitting out of that then? I got Alabama out. You got Alabama out? Yep. Because they lose to Auburn? I like it. No, let's go. I just because they have one loss. No, no War Eagle. Hey, and then here's the thing: Alabama's one loss. Look at him. He doing. Look at that research. I'm Bro, about to tell you. We don't do research. Mac Jones. <laughs> You're a joke right now. <laughs> Mac Jones. You're a joke. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, he may not be that. Come good. on, man. You don't know who the hell is Mac Jones? Hey. Who Mac Jones? <laughs> who Mac Jones? He about to kill it. Looking like. Uh, what you call it? Uh, Kurt Hurd Street. Uh, so listen, I still got Alabama. I, if somebody loses, Alabama goes in. If not, nobody loses, of course, they're going to stay where they at. Who's the four that's in right now? Look it up. You should know this, man. Like I said, our everybody you said, but with Georgia in. If we don't have War Eagle. And Georgia's in there? Georgia's in right so now. So you already know what's happening. Alabama's in. Okay. Georgia, if War and, and Eagle Georgia, ain't in this in this. Y'all, nobody gives a damn about War Eagle. War Eagle. That's trash. Okay, listen. All right, don't bring up no damn War Eagle. That, That's trash. Okay, anyway, now we got that out over with. War Eagle. That's trash. Don't y'all got like two losses already? Three? That's what I'm telling you. Like, if we if we lose Alabama, ain't nothing. You might as well turn it off. Let's, what else is on TV? Let's oh, find something Lord, else. Man. i tell you what is on TV, the Godfather Harlem. Yeah. That's and a I'm excellent segue. Up, so I'm not, I am not going to get into it because I know everybody here ain't caught up, but uh, well, we recorded on a Wednesday, so I think there's more than enough grace. He's period. not caught up yet. Who? I, I'm not. I, I got four episodes. Come on, man. Don't don't no, don't kill no, me. No, no, you four episodes. Episode. Hey, I'm a lot better than I have been oh, on all these other episodes. We never gonna take it to the next level, man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Hey, Fred, don't pay me no attention. Can we can we all agree on one thing? It's other a, than our significant other, is his wife not just the most gorgeous black woman you ever seen? Man, uh, yeah, she a, she a nice. She is gorgeous. She's she nice. She like, nice. that's it. You don't want to go too far. Like they don't belong together. No, like they don't. Like money can get you some things in this world. Yeah. Your name Bumpy. <laughs> and your name Bumpy. Yeah, when you run that hall, man. But hey. but it's a great show. It's a lot of. I mean, it's a great show that's going on. I don't know if y'all watch Greenleaf. I watch Greenleaf. No, I ain't no, watching that my wife show. Does, I'm I watch not Greenleaf. watching that man. That thing is a bunch of drama nonsense. They that's just make what, it, that's oh, what happened man. in the church. Man, no. It's I don't know if y'all know. They, I don't know if y'all know. Keith well, David is retiring next week from the Air Force. He goes, his, his Air Force name is Manuel Clark. He plays Keith David in the Greenleaf show. <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen it before, but I mean, they're dead on. But it's a great show. I like it. Have y'all seen uh, Jack Ryan season two on Amazon? I, wanna, I can't watch that. I can't watch Jack Ryan. So well, I you can't get out the office? He's the office. Yo, he's doing a damn good job, man. But he's the office. I'm know. just going to watch him. It took a while. I will watch him doing it, and I'll be waiting for him to say, hey, Dwight. Like, I just cannot <laughs> see him in any other role other than the office. But real talk, if you're looking for a good action uh, 
you know, series. It's season one is better than season two, but season two is pretty season good. Season two is pretty good. Okay. Office. Yeah. He, he, what he else y'all got? Shoot, uh, what else I, I, I started watching that uh, the Disney Plus the thing on there. So I watched The Mandalorian. I'm caught up on it. There's only two episodes, so I, I can't. Get oh, too okay. Well, how'd you get That's, it? We ain't we we not able to get it legally over here. So how did you get it? I got it legally. I don't know what you're talking about. Come, hmm. Everything I come out of this Wilson household is 100% legit. So uh, I hit my VPN. I signed in. Bam. Back there. So I okay. actually paid for the service. I actually watched it. Uh, I could check it out. You pay for the service? Uh, yeah, can it's, can it's, I, it's $7. Can I no, you're going to go pay your $7. No, you got four logins. You go, I don't care. I got That's my just kids nasty. on here. You got, it's on three in the house. You work? No. Well, you need to start working so you can afford it. Hey, it's, it's $7. So <laughs> you, you go saying, pay your $7. You basically saying you got four logins you ain't using and I can't borrow one. I'm, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying go get a job. <laughs> Black man. Work. That's trash. What I'm going to say is I'm going to need to uh, hook up this VPN. Uh, you know what? I have the, the first series of Fire hey, Stick, so I can't do it. Listen, will you get it? Can I get a login? No. You know what I'm going to do? I still have a fire stick that I can pull up an app and watch anything on Disney Plus. You feel me? Uh, there we so, go. Like like I was saying, like so about this show. We don't want to talk to you. You're stingy. What I will talk about it is uh, the Mandalorian. Been to Star Wars. I've seen all the movies, but I can tell you this right here. Watching it has been like the best. Like Star Wars, like because it's it's not, they're not getting too in depth. Uh, on all the dialogue and the Federation nonsense. So if you it's like me an and you don't really watch Star Wars at all, can you just come in and be like, okay, this yes, is a good and show? You would say like, so man, if you've never seen Star Wars, you can come watch the show. Yes, one hundred percent. Mandalorian, Mandalorian. It got uh, John Favreau, the dude doing Iron Man and stuff. Like he directed oh, okay. and man, he didn't like. I'm telling you, this is like something like, I'm like, if Disney Plus Plus keeps this stuff up, they got me for like every show. Yeah, I ain't. I, I, what else have I watched? Uh, it's a comedy special that you know I was watching. Dion Cole, you know who Dion Cole is, no? Yeah. All right. So yeah, his was pretty good on Netflix. I watched recently, but other than that, man, I can't think of uh anything. Uh oh 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 oh, what's the old girl that play on Scandal? Carrie oh, Washington. Oh, uh, you talking about American Son? Yeah. Did y'all watch American I Son? I did. What's that? It's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. It's a movie shot in one room, but it's a hell of a... It's, it's, How do you oh, feel? I seen that. Like, it go through. I was like, they cheap over here. No, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm not watching this. No, but you know what? It's I, one of those, I, I watch it it's one of those films to where you it's, can... It's dialogue. It's dialogue from it's that, di- right? Yeah, it's dialogue driven. So, uh, I, I got to say, man, uh, it's it's not groundbreaking. It's not, not a new conversation, but... It is, however, a good conversation to have and have your kids watch if you have kids old enough to kind of begin to be in that in the world. You know what I mean? And how they should act. And, you know, they had a good dynamic. The husband was white. The uh, Kerry Washington, of course, is black. And, you know, they're in a police station the entire uh, movie. And their son got into some trouble and they're trying to find out what what happened. So from there, story's pretty interesting. It kept my attention uh, for the entire thing. So. That's another one to uh, go check out, American Son. Very good TV show, very good series, man. But we did enough TV watching, man. Prayers, let's get some on education. What about some reading? What's on the presidential reading list this week? Man, so I've been gone for a minute. Uh, had a lot of time, like, in the middle, middle, middle of the nights. So I was working night shift for a minute. So got a lot of reading done. So I think I killed, like, five books. So just catch y'all up. I started last thing. I think I was over here talking about Black Fortunes. Just keep it real simple. That was a good educational book on uh, how black wealth was originally established into the 
the U.S. and how it was lost. Uh, basically, what I learned from it was the the past uh, millionaires and how the failures and how that could benefit us on building generational wealth because that's what they did. They they built up slow. And they had it for theirs, but they didn't plan out anything for their kids or they'd lack to have somebody to give that fortune to. And then they was either swindled out of it or uh, just lost in the frame because their kids wasn't educated to the point of knowing how to handle business. They was educated because they sent their kids to school because that's was something they couldn't have. But they wasn't educated on how to maintain or continue to build off the wealth that they uh, family had established. So that was one of the key things I caught off of that. I would definitely suggest y'all like read that. Just just get that background research and when you can talk about these topics and see where you can go. Uh, then I read a book, uh, Digital Minimalism. Uh, very, very uh, good so what, topic. What did you get from it? Because I know how you feel about social media in this digital space. So basically what I got out of it is like, why do you like you got to sit down and figure out why do you use these apps? Why do you use it? And then quit letting them like control everything. The notifications and stuff like that is not really needed. Uh, and if you, I, I say, a lot of the stuff is just common sense stuff that you should do, but putting it in a more of a reasonable explanation behind it like one of the things he said up in there was extracting eyeballs is now more lucrative than extracting oil what he meant by that facebook and all these other apps are now making more money than oil so them maintaining your attention and distracting you from your family life and everything is now more valuable and you got to <laughs> see on social media now. Mm. Huh? yeah so you, you definitely gonna be on social media now yeah so, yeah, you definitely got to like, see why you – and I'm telling you, just try turning off the, – the, the main little deal they said is, like, turn off the notification, and then after you do that for a couple of days, realize what apps you absolutely don't need that's always calling for your attention, that's want you to scroll and stuff like that. And if you can get away from it, just get away from it. And, and what, pe what people are losing is conversation. They're, they're forgetting these type of things. We got all this stuff on social media. I throw it out there. Hey, my birthday was November 4th. None of y'all said anything. Uh, y'all got all these apps because I ain't on Facebook. Y'all probably don't even want to sit there and uh, remember it or say anything. We talk, sure about it. we talk about it. You said put it up in uh, your, your phones a couple years ago. Hey, put the, everybody put your birthdays in the calendar. You go check my calendar. I did that. It's the stuff that we, we tend to lose. And we so my birthday in your calendar? Yes. Pull yes. It up. December 15th. Check oh, it out. Shit, Andy calling that. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm, I'm saying, like, but that's the stuff. That's yeah, the stuff me that too. I'm, I'm terrible with birthdays. That's the stuff that we forget because you. Happy belated you. birthday, by the way, prayers. Oh yeah, thirty-seven, man. Oh man, get out there. <laughs> that's a long. That's a long. long that's a long one. one. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, like, it's, it's stuff like that that we're we're getting. Like we didn't got so used to it. Like cell phones make you forget like the dialed numbers. That's something, but that's something we could do without the numbers stored up in there. But then forgetting these connections with family members or good friends, and that's where we can't remember birthdays unless it's on Facebook or stuff like that. That's kind of where hint at. I don't want to. What's the name of this book again? Y'all of that. And I look. Take my word on it. Take what I told you out of it. The thing read like an essay. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, 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 it's not that great of a read, but I, I made it through it for y'all. 
<laughs> well, I tell you what, you just hit us with some nuggets, and I feel bad, man. But happy belated birthday, y'all. Yeah. I mean, to my man Perez, I yeah. damn sure did. I'm sorry. So another one I made it through was "Summer Frost" by Blake Crouch. Blake Crouch is like my favorite artist. If y'all know, like uh, Dark Matter, I've talked it up a couple times. This guy wrote this. A very very short story. Uh, uh, but it was basically about the troubles of AI. It was talking about like giving a horrific way of uh, how AI could build up. New little twist on it. Uh, the guy built the program. AI coming through uh, has he think he's controlling. But just like when you give anything any power, how yeah, it comes yeah. back and come back and get you. Uh, so it was <laughs> man. It had a lot of twist up in there. Very good integrated uh, engaging fiction story. So I would definitely say check it out. And it's a quick read. It's it's light. Yeah, out of all three, I think I probably would like look at the digital minimalism one, but of course I'm probably not based on you saying it right like an essay, but a lot of the stuff you talked about in there is kind of like I've recently tweaked the way I consume out of my phone. So um, now I just, I went in there and cut off all my alerts. You know what I mean? That way, whatever I go to is what I go to as far as what you were talking about, but there's not a lot of apps that can send a, a a push push notification to me without me going into it or whatever and that that helped a lot or whatever but i think at the end of the day man it's self more of a self-discipline and, and getting out of your own way and then what you're gonna realize is this hits back on what we talked about earlier you don't make those rash uneducated like remarks you sit there you think about it you talk about it you actually get your thoughts together. Get rid of Twitter. Get rid of the the Reddit. That's gonna. What What's the point of Reddit? It's literally sitting there to take away your time. If during that time frame, if you can read one of these books, learn a little bit about generational wealth and how to build it as a black person, uh, that may help you out in the long run compared to actually just wasting the time on this and taking that time away from your family. And uh, try to try to get back that time to your family some type of way. You know, make a family night. Uh, I know you do the sports and stuff like that. Just just do a little bit more to be engaged with them. I know that's that's something that can happen. But uh, and then make those phone calls to your people, man. That's that's a big little deal. Like people always think text message is it. And I, I know I said it before. It's not the end all. Like just because you text me, don't mean that we cool. Yeah, I, done, <laughs> I got in. I got into it uh, with with a family close family member recently in regards to that too. Like. I had to go off uh, and I got another one to get to, to, to talk to about that kind of stuff because yes, you know, these people are supposed to be amongst the closest folks to me. However, yet, you know, the communication isn't there for years. I've said, you know, they think that a, a Facebook post or t- stealing a picture from your Facebook and pretending like they're a part of your, your family fabric. And I, I never could get with that. But for a long time, I just was like, you know what? It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But it always bothered me that, yo, you don't even talk to this person that lives in my house at all. They don't know who you are if they saw a picture of you. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just and weird. that way, man. It's and weird. And that's always tough when you're trying to get that. But it's weird out. when it's family that you grew up with, you know? And Everybody that's family ain't family, man. So, I'm um, being real with you. To continue to build off this, like I read two more little books, but I'm not even going to mention those. They were just all right. Uh, Jesus, Son, Chain Dreams. I, I just mentioned myself. I wasn't going to mention them. But yeah, uh, they was all right. Quick read, too. Uh, but next book I'm going in is learning about stock and investing. So uh, hopefully, I know we talked about yeah, that that's definitely a little while back. I hope I can bring something informative about that back. Yeah, we got the homie, uh, Madi, that always brings up stocks and stuff like that. So. See if he's interested in just speaking on just he his knowledge. 
Hey, you might you never, know. You never but know. But after I get done with that, I would definitely like to try to have somebody else on and we can talk about what I learned. And yeah, we'll get, some, we'll get somebody. Stuff a little bit we'll more. get somebody for sure. But that's that's about it. That's it on the presidential reading list. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm still on my goal. I done read 17 books. I'm trying to get to 25 by the end of the year. That was the goal. So I'm, I'm, I think I can still make it. Got a couple plane rides. Hey, I'm proud of you, man. You're doing some good stuff. So. All right, Perez, you did your thing with that presidential reading list. But we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back right after this. Um... When your radios come on, you need something to listen to when you ain't listening to our podcast that you are like sharing and subscribing to. But other than that, we want to talk about a little music. What's hot in the streets, fellas? What's going on in the music world? So I'll let you start this out, Cash. Shit, more recently, man, uh, I, I've been bumping. It came out last Friday, Chick Takes Five by Tory Lanez. Uh, this is one that you can appreciate. I know you haven't gotten to it yet. But uh, there's a lot of remakes. So the Chick Tape series by Tory, Lane, Tory Lanez, he a singer, rapper. I know you've heard him. Uh, at this point by now but i mean he just go he did it redid all of the stuff from like the early 2000s up into 2010 or whatever so he went and actually got the original artists got them to buy off and it's like an actual release it's not a mixtape you know what i mean so it started off as a mixtape in 2009 and then it's kind of grown into chicks tape five the album so he got some dope cuts on there um he got stuff with t-pain he got stuff with uh uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Trey Songs. He has stuff with Jagged Edge. Uh, he has stuff with Ashanti. So it's like really dope songs um, that he remade. And even the ones that are lesser known that are just his personal favorites, they're dope as hell, man. So I've been bumping that Tory a lot uh, recently. Another cat that came out, Part- Partisan Fontaine. He, uh, I know he's behind the scenes a lot, writes a lot of lyrics Cardi for B. Cardi B or oh, whatever. I'm going to say he had some joints on there, um, but I'm I'm not a fan of it. I, I think he raps at a basic level to me. And, um, you know, it's cool and all, but I I just don't – I don't know, man. I just don't get with it, man, for, for the most part. Like, out of all the songs, it, it, it didn't sound too good to my ears, man. So uh, probably one or two joints I like. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, – we had Boosie drop another one. Damn, Talk. he jumped another one? Yeah. Talk that shit. Uh, hmm. I went back and listened at the other one that I talked bad about. I'm going to tell you right now. Been uh, doing my thing on the CrossFit. As much as I talked about it back in the day, I finally like doing it. It's pretty legit. It's been my workout music. I told, <laughs> that's what I've been telling. That's what I've been telling you is that like you ain't got to like everything for the ride in the car. But once you hit the gym, you need the ignorance. Yeah. To, to get through it so you know we actually on camera uh, so, uh, definitely you i want to shout out right. to that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> hello world yeah so yeah that boosie definitely been bumping it went back uh i also went back in the back catalog on a couple other little things and i will tell you like i just talked about that digital minimalism one thing i don't want to uh go backwards is these algorithms they have to figure out what i like in music i will tell you Title put together a perfect playlist. Hell of a playlist. They put together like that. My mix, I put that down. I just call it my real rap playlist. It got some bangers on there, bro. It be I, shit I was, you don't <laughs> even like. You be like, what the f-? like? That's why I don't like. Hud, if you ain't, if you still on Apple Music, uh, slap yourself. <laughs> In other way. So what I'm saying is, it sounds way better than your whip. Sounds way better than your headphones. I don't care what headphones you have. And then they just make the most immaculate playlist for you. Like based on what you listen to, and it'd be actually shit that you can go in the past. So if you listen into stuff from like 
the nineties or early two thousands, then all of a sudden you have a playlist just made up. If you listen to R and B, a playlist just pops up and appears with shit that you going you definitely gonna rock with and be like, oh shit, I forgot this. You know, one. tell you something about these hood, they split them up for you. They diversify. They give you five. What you what you listening to? No matter how you listen to it, you mixing R and B up in there. When they come back and give you these playlists, it be a straight. Hey, here go the R and B little playlist. Hey, you don't even have to put it together. It's they, hard. It's hard, and man. Stuff that's, it's the artists that you haven't even must listen to, but they said this sound very similar and it's good and it gets hundred percent. Yep, is what and, I was to. Hey, truth be told, I've had title for like two years, and some of them playlists I've been putting out there and like, hey, press catch on to this. It ain't been because I knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been because title put me on He's a fraud. We I found them out. I heard Remember, it. I, I like, won all those now. He lost by default letting the computer pick up for him. Hey, man. Look, <laughs> I heard it came through my ears to yours. So, Well, listen, man. You guys definitely gave us a lot of music stuff. I may, I may have to check out Tidal. Uh, how much is it? Same price you're playing for Apple Music. $4.99? You, yes. you can get the military discount rate. Yep. I might look into it. Yeah. Can you download it? Yeah, you can download right to your phone, download uh, to your computer okay. if you use the computer. So I might check that out. I might check out Tidal Man. But look, man, before we go, something I got to do. What's that? I want to take the time to wish a happy birthday to my wife, Winter. The 21st is your birthday, and I love you. I'm excited for you. Another year of life. You are my boo. Make no mistake about it. Um, I hope you have a great birthday. And I'll see you soon. Like, girl. And with that said, man, I think, boys, it's a wrap, man. It is a wrap. Episode oh, and the twins won the championship, too. The twins won the championship. Oh, yeah. Congrats yeah. to the twins. Shout out to Jane and Jane. They won the championship. Yeah. My friend, who I didn't know his birthday, but he didn't show up to the game. So I guess, <laughs> guess that makes us even. All right. So that, with that being said, you know, that brings the show to a wrap. We all Prince, got, you got anything? We all got our faults. Hey, we, we all got our Hey, no, I just want to say we've been rocking for 30 motherfucking episodes. 30. This is one of the best podcasts out here. That I'm dirty. No one of the cap. No cap. Hey, man, I'm just trying to be lighthearted, but hey, hey dirty. 30. 30. Conceited. 30. Hey, like, subscribe, follow, Instagram, IG, tweet, tweet, tweeter, all that good stuff. We there. Don't sit on the couch. We out. Longest episode ever. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. Hit us up at DSC underscore podcast on the gram or send us an email at don'tsleeponthecouch at gmail.com. Thank you for coming to sit with us. See y'all next week.